0: Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners, and welcome to episode 240 of the show. We're back with Greg Hallmark. Uh, Last week, we had a nice little interview with him where we discussed the hero's journey, uh, the amazing creative process what goes into his stories, and you discover, you know, just how driven he is creatively. And we discuss today's book, Jump, the Robert March Chronicles, which not only is his first book, but this is also very unique in that, as you're about to hear, this is a story that was narrated through AI. And that's a first for the show. It's something that, you know, I really wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure what this was going to be like. But I have already listened to this. Uh, actually, when he sent me the link to uh, check it out, I listened to it, and I gotta say, you know, my uh, my own reservations about AI aside, uh, it did pretty good. It sounds like a real person reading this, and it was it was really well done. You know, you're able to. He was able to do this through eleven labs, and uh, they did some sound effects. They got a little bit of. Uh, You know, just lots of really great mixing of of the whole thing. And it had a very theatrical process and and feel to it. So no matter which side of the AI um, (laughs) front that you're on, uh, I think you're in for a real treat. So you can check this out and see what you think. And uh, yeah, kind of go from there. As for me, I am... uh, I've been hard at work uh, getting some progress done on Bandit Rising. i am actually completed the final battle, which I'm really excited about. Now I'm just putting some finishing touches on the end. Um, I'm actually about to have another surgery uh, coming up here in a few days as of this episode. And uh, so I'm planning on, uh, for during that recovery time, I'm going to finish up Bandit 2 and get that one. Uh, start getting it prepared for... Uh, I don't know, release here in a few months because uh, I want to do a good edit on it. Um, I do need to go back and kind of touch up a couple of things from book one and make sure that I'm referencing things correctly. Got a little bit of work ahead, but I'm excited to to say that, yeah, Bandit 2 is almost completed, and uh, then I'll just be finishing things up. Nothing serious with my surgery upcoming. It's just a, uh, a minor one on my other knee, uh, which ironically is my original knee injury. that caused my uh, knee replacement that was done about a year and a half ago. So uh, I'm not going to be down for very long. I'm going to take a week to actually, I'm going to be doing some interviews and uh, working on bandit too. I'm just taking some time for myself for a change and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, So look for some great episodes coming up. Probably no new episode next week. uh, The last week of July, last day of July, I guess. Uh, but coming up here in August, yeah, we got a lot of great episodes coming up and some really great authors that I can't wait to share with you. Meanwhile, you can always reach out to the show via email at samplechapterpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, you, know, you can find old episodes there. You can go to samplechapterpodcast.com and find all of our episodes and, and not just on our website. You can also go to all the podcast platforms and find every past episode listed there. Uh, whether you are an Apple iTunes listener, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, gosh, I don't know, what else am I thinking of here? YouTube. Um, we're on all of them and you can find all of the episodes there. So subscribe wherever it is you like. As always, I'm not worried about you leaving the show a review. You liking the show and listening to it is. Is great if you reach out to me to give me a recommendation for an author or a book that I need to you know talk about. I'll be happy to do that. But what I do want you to do is any books that you check out because of the show, make sure you leave that author a review. And maybe there you can mention that you found out about this book because of the Sample Chapter Podcast. That's repayment enough for me. Uh, just, you know, that you're finding enjoyment through the show is what I really want. And um hoping to spread the word for authors all around the world. Hey, don't forget to also click the link in their show notes for our podcast friends, the Pop Goes to Culture Network, uh, home to about half a dozen other shows, all of them fun, all of them pop culture related, and uh, lots to offer in there. also invite you to check out the affiliate of the show, Uh, writer's block coffee as an affiliate if you click the link in the show notes or if you use coupon code sample chapter you're going to get 10 percent off and the show gets a little something to help out with costs Uh, writer's block coffee has three delicious flavors namely among them my personal favorite is the whiskey barrel aged blend so good and uh, you know i could just sit there and smell it like I don't have to drink it, but I really want to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good stuff. So click that link in the show notes to find out more about Writer's Block Coffee. All right, everyone. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get over to that magnificent reading. I mean, I'm not sure how else to put it. But uh, the magnificent AI reading of Greg Hallmark's book, Jump, the Robert March Chronicles. This is Jump, Book 1 of the Robert March Chronicles,
1: Chapter 1. The collapse came quickly, like a dead star finally surrendering to the quantum forces and becoming a singularity, a black hole. And I caused it. I'm sure you know all about it. My company, my brainchild, Intelligenery. Was the poster child of Tech Crash 2. The story of its collapse was one of the top stories of 2032. It was the most spectacular business collapse of the year, in a year that had many. It was the lost year, the year my worlds folded in on themselves. I knew it was coming, but that didn't soften the blow. I had spotted it months ago and knew it was going to be bad, really bad. It's amazing how one tiny mistake, one seemingly minor oversight, can spin up into a firestorm, a hurricane, an earthquake. The butterfly effect can be a bitch. In the year prior to my downfall, Intelligenery had become the hottest thing going in the tech world. My company was being hailed as the next Microsoft, the next Tesla, the next Amazon. Our upcoming IPO was highly anticipated. Many years of hard work was about to pay off in a big way uh, for me, for my shareholders, and for humanity in general. Our breakthrough in solar power generation and the products that we were poised to spin off from it would once and for all allow average people to harness the unlimited power of the sun and power their lives at virtually no cost it would truly be a paradigm shift but out of nowhere we were hit by a patent suit a troll out of redmond had somehow got his hands on the patent for a key element of my discovery One that I thought I had buttoned down months ago. How it slipped past me, I had yet to figure out. The troll, a sketchy lawyer working out of Los Angeles, sued. Things did not go well for us in court. We tried to settle, but he was oddly immovable. We tried throwing money at him, huge money. Millions and millions of dollars, enough to set him up for life. But he refused to play ball. It seemed he just wanted to crush me and destroy my company. Why? His true motive was unknown, but he sure didn't seem to be in it for the cash. I tried to do the right thing. So I made sure our investors and Wall Street knew what was up. Our due diligence was done duly and diligently. Word of our troubles soon hit the financial press, and a media frenzy erupted. Things went from bad to worse, fast. Major investors began to pull out. Venture funding dried up. Pre-orders for our first round of consumer products were cancelled. Within a matter of a couple of months, we were on the ropes and nearing bankruptcy. Our collapse started a chain reaction that led to massive layoffs at our partner companies. Many closed their doors, for good. Even our competitors were forced into unexpected cutbacks. Panic was in the air. The contagion spread. And before you know it, a widespread collapse of the tech sector began. The carnage was horrendous. Billions in equity evaporated in a matter of days. Not since the dot-com crash of the late 1990s had there been such enormous losses in such a short period of time. I allowed myself to become the face of the crash. I was trotted out on the cable news and business channels for interviews, gaped at and queried like some kind of high-tech freak in a media sideshow, and generally humiliated in a very public fashion. No excuses. I deserved it. But toward the end of that spring, I had retreated. I had been fending off requests for interviews for weeks. My phone rang constantly. I seldom answered it. At work, I spent the days alone in my office, conferencing with investors, both angels and otherwise, trying to delay the inevitable. Then, as spring turned to summer, tragedy struck. My beloved wife, Lori, the only woman I had ever loved, who had loyally stood by my side throughout this horrific ordeal, and my beautiful son, Jed, were killed in a traffic accident. I was totally shattered. The media vultures let up for a little while, but it didn't take long for them to get back to their job of making my life a living hell. I became a recluse in my home, seldom venturing out at all. Some days I didn't even bother to get out of bed. My family, my company, and my life were over. It was just a matter of tying up a few loose ends and shutting everything down. I was a dead man walking. On the morning of August 2nd, 2032, I emerged from my isolation and made my way to company headquarters. Not surprisingly, I was greeted by a media riot at the front door. Today was special. Today was the day we were going to finally pull the plug on good old Intelligenery and send its remaining unsalvageable elements spinning out into the universe, unmoored, like marooned astronauts. Where do great ideas go when they are found to be unworkable? Is there some kind of heaven for ideas or a hell? I made my way into the building and walked through the main floor, its gleaming glass and steel conference rooms and offices mostly empty now. Just a skeleton crew remained, a receptionist, a few tech guys, our PR department, and a handful of company officers that would be involved in the final termination of the company. Intelligenery's chief counsel, David Baker, approached me as I walked toward my office. He was a tall, sandy-haired man whose wiry frame betrayed his passion for long-distance running. He had been a star attorney at one of the big venture firms before I convinced him to jump ship and sign on with Intelligenery back in our startup phase. Poor guy. I'll bet he regretted that decision. I had certainly kept him busy the last few months, trying to hold off the wolves at our door.
2: Robert, the SEC has been trying to schedule a meeting for days now. I can't keep putting them off.
1: Not now, David.
2: But... What should
1: I tell them? Not now, buddy. Sorry. I entered my office and shut the door behind me. I had one task on my mind that morning, and I would not be deterred. I was going to give the media vultures out front something to really crow about today. Do vultures crow? If vultures can crow, these vultures were going to be crowing their collective asses off in about an hour or so. The note was short, and sweet. To whom it may concern, this decision was taken by me after long and careful deliberation and with a sound mind. I'm truly sorry for the pain and distress that my actions have caused and will cause. Please know that I had nothing but the best intentions for my employees, our partners, and the world at large. I fully believe that intelligence would have made the planet a better place. Perhaps some good will eventually come of it. As for me, I simply cannot continue. With love, Robert March I left it on my desk and headed for the roof. This was going to be one memorable company collapse. That was for sure. Why do it? I mean, it wasn't like this was the first tech company that melted down out here. This valley was full of the ghosts of high-flying companies that had crashed and burned. It's practically par for the course, but for me, it was personal. Intelligenery was my baby, my brainchild. I had birthed it alone in the proverbial garage behind my house. And like the world's worst helicopter parent, I lived and breathed through my child. Intelligenery was my life, my statement of being, my identity. It was more me than me. And now it was dead and I was the one who had killed it. My family was gone. Most of my friends and business associates had deserted me. I was an international laughing stock. I literally had no reason to go on. It was time to bring it all to a close. It was a beautiful day in Palo Alto and the view from the roof was spectacular as usual. The magnificent glass towers of the tech giants spread out across the valley, glittering in the summer sun. I could even see the Apple campus, miles away on one infinite loop. I stood at the edge, looking down at the ground ten floors below. I took a deep breath and prepared myself for my final act. My phone rang which was weird because I had made a point to leave my phone at home that day. I wanted no distractions on this day. My last day. Yet there it was in my back pocket, ringing insistently. The caller ID was a number I didn't recognize. And, oddly, it was coming from area code 911. What the hell? Is that even an area code? For some crazy reason, I answered it. Hello?
2: Hello? is this robert march
1: yes who is this
2: mr march you don't know me i'm dr stephen glass i'm a physician at the va medical center in san francisco i have a patient here who says he's a relative of yours colonel bob march
1: i don't know of any relatives in the military how did you get this number
2: i'm calling you from colonel march's phone he had this number on it he asked me to call you
1: well this has to be some kind of mistake Look, this is really not a good time.
2: Colonel March says that you need to come see him. He's in pretty bad shape.
1: Come see him? You're kidding, right? Look, I'm not sure if you are aware of what's going on, but I'm somewhat busy at the moment. I'm
2: aware. I watch the news. But I really think you need to come see him. I think this is legitimate. The family resemblance is remarkable. And he did have your number.
1: Is this some kind of a joke?
2: It's no joke. The man is dying. He probably won't last through the day. You're a veteran, aren't you? Yeah, but... You need to come then. Give a bit of comfort to a dying soldier. What can it hurt? You just might...
1: The line went dead. I looked over the edge at the ground below. I looked back at the screen. I scratched my head, then scrolled over to my Uber app. After a long while, I tapped it.
0: You've been listening to Jump, Book One of the Robert March Chronicles. For more information, visit therobertmarch.com. And there you have it, folks. That was Jump, the Robert March Chronicles, book one by our guest Greg Hallmark. Don't forget to go back last week, uh, episode 239, and check out the interview with Greg Hallmark. And hit that link in the show notes for Greg's books and his website and uh, everywhere to follow him. As always, check out our podcast friends and affiliate links with Writer's Block Coffee. And hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out next time when I'm back with a new author, a new book, and a brand new sample chapter. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you again real, real soon.